I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all from Bar Canada here at the D. Lovely downtown Las Vegas, still to come this hour. Uh, we will hear from Jason Weingarten and Todd Wishnev. Todd Wishnev will join us. What a treat uh, to talk Bitcoin. I don't know if you've been following this, but a lot of sports bettors uh, in our DNA is, uh, well, like to make money. And um, there's a lot of crossover between this and folks who evangelize things like Bitcoin. This is not necessarily that. We're not giving out financial advice. We're not even promoting that. But we are talking about a moment in time in uh, the markets where... Someone like Todd, two weeks ago, he texted me out of the blue when I was on vacation. He's like, oh, I got, we got to talk about what's happening right here. And so, if you know the game and you're smart enough to see things happen in advance, which Todd is, uh, it's just a great sort of case study of supply and demand and how holding two thoughts in your heads at the same time can actually make you money, even if you're not a believer. So, we'll get into that. Um, I want to, before we bring in Chris here, Chris Velika, this, uh, this tweet will segue nicely into Chris because I think uh, game recognized game here on some of this. But Corbin writes in, we get tweets at beating the book. He said, since the first time I've heard you tell the million dollar survivor pool getting shut down story, not sure if you can go in to it too much, but I've been curious to how the hell the winner uh, would go about things. Where did they tell people they got it from? Bank, IRS, so curious. Oh, that that was a massive, <laughs> I'm sure it was a massive problem for whoever won it. I didn't win it. But I, th- we're talking like 20 years ago for some of this stuff. So, this is like ancient history stuff. And I remember, so the, the college basketball survivor won, and there was an NFL survivor won. That was north of DC where it started. I was also involved in a bracketology one 
that I think started north of DC but ended up in Florida. And yes, to to your point, Corbin. What would inevitably happen with some of these, if, if they weren't shut down by the feds, if, if they were shut shut down in other ways beforehand, because most weren't shut down that way, but the person would just disappear into thin air at some point, <laughs> and that's that was always the risk you ran. Um, and some of these, you know, like the the rake became like excessive. It's like let me let me get this straight. If I beat five hundred other people, you're still taking like thirty percent of the. You know, it was like ridiculous. So you had to really, but it was the wild wild west back then. <laughs> It, and it was so much fun. So much fun. Chris Felica joins us. He doesn't know anything about any of this, do you, Chris? No. no <laughs> can, I, can, I throw, can I throw one more in there? Yes, please. I had, I had, the, uh, the Jody pool at, uh, on Staten Island, where it's basically, it was $10 an entry, and, all you, and you just picked the final four, the winner, and the total points in the title game is usually what it came down to. So you used to just be able to wheel a bunch of teams with certain... I got a group of uh, my friends, actually, the year Syracuse won the, the title, what, 2003, that would have been. Uh, they, they had Syracuse in 151, and they, they wound up splitting uh, a boatload of money. But, but basically, anybody who's alive yeah. on Sunday after the Final Four Saturday, they get together at this spot, and they start cutting deals based on, <laughs> it's so on total. So, yeah, the, the Jody Pool in Staten Island was another... Uh, Another great one before the mean Fed stepped in. Chris, you Chris, you look great. Is is that a uh, tan from vacation? Are you losing weight? What's happening with you? Uh, both. Nice. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, 10 days in Turks and Caicos will do that to you, where you just kind of you, know, you 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 wander from the pool to the beach and yeah. uh, rinse, wash, and repeat for ten days. We, we missed you in uh, fashion stylist Deborah Solness. Yeah, we we just couldn't join us. We decided not to crash the Felica family uh, <laughs> vacation this year. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, let's let them be this year. Maybe next year we'll go ahead. All right, let me start with, uh, before we get to your actual bets, uh, you're obviously known for college football above all, which is not necessarily how your handicapping tier would go necessarily, because I know horse racing for you is a number one, but 14-team playoff now being bantied about. We'll get to the 12, and then uh, it looks like we're going to get to the 14. I saw our buddy Futek tweet out the casualty of going from 12 to 14 will be the champ, the conference championship games mattering less. Do you agree with that or how do you view that? I, don't, I mean, everything about the regular season matters less. If you're expanding the playoff and putting more and more teams, like, like the, your, your margin for error. And, and I even said it at the end of the, the season this year, like when we had the great Ohio State-Michigan game, you, you were not going to get uh, an, an Ohio State-Michigan game like that ever again because uh, it, it's, oh, the stakes are not going to be uh, that high. So making the pool bigger doesn't necessarily make it better, and they're going to uh, they're going to screw it up with the hoops tournament as well. But my, my thing with the, going to fourteen two is like they're talking about automatically giving uh, the SEC champ and the Big Ten champ a, a buy. Which is weird. All, assigning three, uh, three uh, spots to certain con- like how do you know year in and year out which conference is better? Like they're, they're probably going to be years where the, give the Big Twelve, Big Twelve rather credit for keeping the uh, the, the league together, but they're probably going to be years where the champ of the Big Twelve is probably going to be would be like sixteenth, seventeenth in the in, in the rankings because look, the strength of that league is not is not great. So yeah, I'm I'm. Am I gonna watch it? Am I gonna love it? Am I gonna bet on it? I shouldn't say I'm gonna love it, but I'll watch it. I'll bet on it. I'll be a part of it. Yes, but uh, I, I I just can't see like who who at the end of the year this year was sitting there. Hey, you know what? 
whoever was ranked 14th in the in the AP poll, the college football. They really, really deserve the chance of playing for the national championship. <laughs> You're like again. I miss the I miss the old college football where they where they left out an undefeated FSU. That's the college football I miss. <laughs> Here we, we go. go. There we go. Here we go. No, I'm just saying. I I completely understand it, and it's I, I do sense in you a a already a nostalgia for the old way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm I'm not, I'm not saying we necessarily need to go back to. Uh, the old system with the bowls where nobody was playing each other and you had the conference science uh, for, for all the bowls, but it should be hard. You should have to have a great season to get into the playoff. It should be hard uh, to, to get, and it shouldn't just be let team X in who's not eight and four in the big 12 or whatever, or eight and four in the, in the, in the sec. So I'm, yeah, uh, they, 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 they're, they're finding every possible way to make this a lot more difficult than many. And, and I, and I should clarify, I, I think what few tech man was, yeah, obviously expanding it to 12 makes the regular season that much less important each game, but the 12 to 14 effectively kills off almost like the next layer. Let, let's get to all your plays. Let's start with soccer. You have some champions league plays for us, sir. Uh, no champions league play, but I do have a play. Um, oh, I thought you had a future. Okay. My, my bad. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, um, did, did I have a future? Oh, yes. Yeah, I did. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I played Manchester United, Manchester City, rather, uh, to, to win the Champions. If you look at the teams uh, that are left in, in the pool here, they're just simply better than everyone. And Paul touched on it before. Uh, since getting Holland back, and since getting De Bruyne back, they, they've been absolutely scoring goals and dominating the team that they have played uh, in, in, the, uh, in, in the Prem. Inter Milan, who you see there, a ten to one. That's who they beat in the final last year. Uh, they would beat them again. Bayern Munich is not having the same type of year. Arsenal, we'll, we'll see how they wind up playing them in the Prem. Uh, Real Madrid had some injuries right now with Bellingham, and they're not necessarily uh, the same team that they've been. I think Man City a plus one seventy five is a uh, is, is a great bet there to uh, finally repeat as uh, Champions League uh, winners. They, they finally got Brooke Schneid last year, and I think they'll uh, they'll repeat. Uh, this year, but the one play that I did have for tomorrow, I'm sorry, I forgot about was uh, Everton and West Ham. Uh, I played under two and a half in that game. If you look at Everton, uh, they got a uh, a break this this past week with the uh, financial fair play rules. They got some points back, so they are no longer right on the relegation zone. But um, they don't score goals at all. They have the fewest average goals per match scored uh, in the Prem this year. So under two and a half is the way to go. I, I think they're there now in a situation where let, let's just manage to get a point or two. Uh, maybe they win this match one nil against the West Ham team who isn't necessarily great on the road in scoring goals either. So I, I can see this being like a, uh, a, a one nil Everton type win. All right, let's rapid fire the rest. College hoops. What do you got? Um, yeah, I, 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 I've said this out there uh, this past week. I did a little, 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 little video for the, uh, the Superbook on, on Auburn. Uh, I, that was actually the day of the uh, that great Tennessee game where they wound up losing. Uh, I think it was by eight. But if you look at Auburn, I think there's a good discrepancy between where you see them in the polls, where you see them in Ken Palm, uh, and some of the other metrics. They they play good defense. They get good looks. I think the number one two point defense in the country. I think they are. I don't necessarily take a ton of threes, but they can hit them uh, like they did last Saturday at Georgia. Bruce Pearl's taking a team to the Final Four, and th- this is not a team. Uh, the way they play, that if you're a number one or a number two seed, you're going to want to see them lined up against you in this week 16. So, like right now, I think they're projected on that 3-4 line. Like That, that is a dangerous, uh, dangerous opponent for a one or a two seed in this week 16. So Auburn, uh, seen, um, 
seen them anywhere north of 20 to one or so to, uh, to win the title. So I, I think Auburn is a, uh, uh, is a good bet. I know there's a lot of Kentucky out there uh, as well. And we, we've seen what Kentucky can do scoring the ball uh, to, to quote Jay Billis there. Uh, the last couple of weeks, they've been great. But again, will their defense let them down? This, this feels like a team that's either going to lose in the first round or make a really yeah, good play. You're right. There's a lot of Kentucky out there. And, and Jay Billis does get credit for scoring the ball that everybody else now parrots. All right. Uh, last thing, 30 seconds. Horsies, what do you got? Uh, yeah, big, big week of Kentucky Derby prep this week. Uh, they got the Gotham and you got the Fountain of Youth. The, four, the long shot I liked in the Fountain of Youth did wind up scratching merit. Uh, so I'm going to land on Locke, who's probably going to be the second choice uh, in, in this race. Did was the beaten favorite in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, I, I think drawing outside in the short field with a good bit of pace to help set up his closing kick will uh, will, will benefit him. So Locke is my choice in the uh, in the Fountain of Youth, and then the Gotham. I like the number three horse, Deterministic, uh, for Christoph Clement, who's a trainer. If you're familiar with horse racing. He doesn't put a lot of horses on the Triple Crown Trail. And for Deterministic, why I remember having at Saratoga last year, broke made it in unbelievable form. Hasn't been seen since. Been working out great. For Clement to put this horse in this race, in this spot, makes me think this horse is live. So the three-horse uh, Deterministic at 9 to 2 on the morning line. The svelte and tan Chris Valika from Fox Sports, Bear Bets Pod. Bear Bets Pod. Check it out. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. You got it, Kill. Have My a great man, weekend. Chris Valika looking good. We'll come back. Our bets for the day, tennis in the NBA, next. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with a free VSEN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, Adam Burke's MLB previews. Let's go. Diamonds in the rough. Adam Burke, greatest MLB previews ever in the history of planet Earth. And, I'm, awesome. not, and I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Get expert analysis, the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox, absolutely free. Visit vsun.com slash newsletter to subscribe. Now, those of you who are keen numbers game listeners will say to yourself, gosh, Gil, you usually let Kelly announce uh, what's in the newsletter every day. That is true. The reason that I took that over on this particular instance is because Chris Felica was just on and kind enough to not only give us picks from college basketball and soccer, but also, of course, horse racing. 
Kelly has spent the last, I don't know, five, six minutes feverishly trying to figure out what the hell he was talking about. So what, the whole time you're like, Gotham, uh, race five. You get it? See, so this is going to be in the newsletter. Are you going to accurately transcribe this for people? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got it. I've got to figure it out now. I've got to figure it out now. But it's the, you know how we were joking, but kind of not joking yesterday about oh, yeah. the tennis tournaments when there's six going on. It's like, okay, let's slow it down for people when they're going to their sports book. What men or women's tennis? <laughs> what country are we in? What tournament, right? Like yeah. horse races are a little bit like that because all these guys who know it, oh, horse they races. know the names of the race, but you go to a race booker sometimes and it's like, okay, what track's it at? Race five. What? Which Okay, which day? That's the one that tripped yeah. me up this time around because yeah. both those races are tomorrow, Chris is talking about. So it's first which day, which, which track. Right, and then which number rings? <laughs> so I got it all for you. I got it all for you. The Gotham Stakes, that will be tomorrow at the Aqueduct. Uh, that will be race 10. Deterministic was the play there. And then at Gulfstream tomorrow, uh, did race you, Did four- you say at the Aqueduct? Is that what you said? Yeah. At Aqueduct? I, I, think so. I think that's correct. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, race 14 at Gulfstream then is locked on... Locked. Locked. <laughs> okay. Locked. All right. Uh, Sam Ginsburg tweets in. He goes, uh, I've been playing your tennis dogs, Gil, as half a play, but the, the dogs is half a play with half also over the games. Been maybe one or two where the dogs won with the under, many more with three set losses and break even bets ever consider this strategy. I've been asked this many times before when I'm playing dogs in tennis. Um, do you just play the over? figuring that even if they don't get there it'll be competitive uh do you play them plus the games let's take like let's take the example from yesterday well and real quick men and women's tennis that question is completely different for I, uh, let me give the case study from yesterday so we had katie volley and i was on the air yesterday katie volley by the way she doesn't pronounce volley nets uh but it, she should quite frankly. she definitely <laughs> should what are we doing I'm totally here? <laughs> totally calling her up and telling her this. so we had her plus 334 was my number plus 337 when we were on the air yesterday against danielle freaking collins that's her nickname um and and i said i was like there's no way she should be anywhere close to this number no way and sure enough katie volonets goes out takes takes danielle collins down the first set six four and then leads up a break 5-4 on her racket, the match, and she is three points away from winning the match and us cashing the plus 334. She does not. Collins, uh, as she is wont to do, figures out the uh, slide serve, the, the outside slider serve that Volidets was thrown out there like 75 miles an hour. She finally solves it just in the nick of time. She comes back beats Volinets in the tiebreaker in the second set and then bagels her in the third. So this is a part of tennis where when folks like Sam who are kind enough to have interest and bet these and ask me these questions, I always say, I go, it's not quite that simple, right? Because that's a perfect example. Tennis is just as much mental as it is physical. And it's a quirky sport where nothing changed you know, fundamentally, when Danielle Collins took, when she won, came back three points away from defeat, beat Volinets in the second set in the tiebreaker, nothing changed fundamentally about the sport that was being played except for the mental anguish of having come that far right. only to have her even the matchup like that. Yeah. And you and we're all human. And my God, tennis, I always say this, is the best combination of physical and mental strength of any sport. 
And sometimes it is just, and by the way, there's also other considerations. Indian Wells is next week, too. So a lot of these players yeah, are just yeah. walking off the court, right? There was a moment in the early in the second set where I thought Collins was going to walk off the court. She was holding her back. She was doing that thing, right? So to the point of, you know, someone, someone tweeted me, they had Volonets plus the games. Well, they lost because of the bagel. So it's not, I'm just using that as an example. That happens a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. you say it's different for men and women. I don't know that it is because there's a lot of sets where if you're, let's say you're up two sets to one in a, in a slam, right? Just let's use a best of five mm. as an example. And you're down a break or even two breaks in set four, but you're up two sets to one. A lot of these players even though they won't acknowledge it, will make a mental decision to, you know what? Punt on it. Right? I'm going to just punt the yeah. rest of this set. Now, there's a lot of players who don't have that mindset, right? The great ones don't. But there's a lot who want to conserve their energy and are like, okay, well, this set is probably a lost cause. Why am I going to fight you know, to the death here only to lose it and then be exhausted for the, for the fifth and final deciding set? So there's a lot of dirty data that can happen that way, too. Mm. So it's That's never quite as simple as overs. It's never quite as simple as taking the plus. And that is why I play it the way I play it. And quite frankly, it's worked out great. Yeah, no, it's a, I think that's, I think it makes a ton of sense. It's a great call. I, I always think about just the, the, the three set, you know, the three setters of how, how much, you know, we were talking about the other day of what, you know, someone, you, you get someone who, you know, rolls over six zero in the first set and then, and then, and then ends up losing the match. You always oh. think of like, what were the live odds at the beginning of the yeah. second set? You know what I mean? Yeah. For them to come back and how quickly that can change, right? It looks like one's dominating and then it just quick, it, it changes so quickly. That was the only reason I brought up the men because of the five sets. Sometimes it feels like there's way more back and forth that it, that can occur, but you're Right, some of those are just kind of toss away sets. It, it's so, and it's a good point. The dirty and data. the math is quirky too on on totals, right? Because sometimes when you're up a break, you win it six four. Sometimes you win it six yeah. three. Like it's you just there's a lot of weird quirkiness to tennis that unless you bet it for a while, you you don't really necessarily know instinctively. Like that's one I think I've asked you about like way way in the past. But if like it always seemed to me like as a casual tennis guy, obviously the like, if you were betting totals in tennis, it almost seems like the alt totals have some value in, in them because they either if you think it's going, if the match is going long, sometimes it's going real long, or sometimes if it's going short, it's going real short. But it is. It's all, it's all fascinating. I mean, yeah, the, the, I reason, mean the reason, the, the, there's a reason numbers are hung the yes. way they are. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I guess the long and short of that answer to Sam's question is, and we love Sam from a pitch. Sam was the guy who hit his head at the old South yeah. studio. Got the, yeah, got the old yeah. Fred Flintstone thing happening. Um, hey. Hey, who who of who of us out there has not walked into a class door? I okay. who amongst us? Yes. I can't right. think of anybody. So anyway, that's my response to that. It was that's why I bet it. Part of the reason why I bet it the way. One reason why I bet it the way that I do. I've walked straight through a screen door before. Have I you? was dead sober. Yeah. Screen door or glass? Oh, door? screen door. Screen, screen door. door. Just yeah. Boom. Took it right wow. How fast oh, were you going? Oh, like no, those things pop off so oh. easily, man. I really wasn't going that fast. <laughs> uh, I do have one tennis play today. Uh, the number is not quite as good as the one that I put out at vsun.com slash picks last night when it was available at plus 150 or in the high plus 140s. I got plus 150 yesterday. Dion Parry, which again, to use the phonetic English, Diane Perry. <laughs> uh, well, all right. What country? We, we, we know it's ladies. I believe she's French, right? Dion Parry? No, no. What country is the tournament? Oh, oh. 
Uh, this is the uh, women's tournament in Austin, Texas, where it was freezing yesterday for that Collins Volinets match. Really? Oh, it was freezing. They were like, people were wearing parkas and beanies on their head yesterday. It was ridiculous in the stands. Uh, she's taking on Angelina Kalanina. Wait, 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 wait. It, sure, her name is not pronounced Diane Perry? No, it's Diane Parry, I believe. Diane Parry, I believe. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, she's French. She doesn't pronounce it Diane Perry. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, Diane Parry, she's at plus 132 now. Again, I got her at plus 150 yesterday. Every host, every guest at VEASAN has all of their picks on VEASAN.com slash picks for subscribers. She's at plus 132. I wouldn't let it get below plus 130. I just say, I hope people listened to me about Vickery yesterday, where I got it at minus 135. It ended up minus 161. None of that CLV mattered, but at the time of the show, it was in the minus 150s, and I said, don't play it. It's too, it's too high. I hope people listen to that. So play Pari as long as she's above plus 130, but don't let it get lower than that. That is going to be at 10 a.m. here, uh, about an hour and a half from now, uh, Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. So I'm taking a shot on her as a dog in Austin, Texas. You have some play, sir. I like it. Yeah, some. Uh, I've got some dirty, uh, ugly, ugly dogs here tonight in the NBA. How about Pistons plus nine at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers oh, coming in town? Yeah, that's right. T- taking the uh, Pistons here. So pr- these are all the first couple I'm going to talk about here are, are pretty much just rest fatigue angles. Uh, Cleveland playing a bunch of games. Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert both currently listed as questionable. That's why I jumped in uh, yesterday on the opener at nine. It's still nine uh, in that game. I think that injury information will go a long way. And then I'm taking the Raptors against your Golden State Warriors. Warriors, uh, real tough sandwich spot. Off that game last night in the Garden, have to go up to Toronto. They play the Celtics on Sunday. A terrible spot to be in, taking three and a half with the Raptors. Today. By the way, Luca's out for the Mavs tonight. That line looks... Uh, no, no, no. So that's another just terrible rest spot. I do have my eyes on the Celtics tonight. I thought that number was going to be shorter, though. It is nine and a half, ten. Yeah. Luca questionable. He's got to be. Yeah, I think he's probably not going to play. All right, we'll come back. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription today and get your first year for only $199 instead of the typical price of $240. Just use promo code ANG. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year, including our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access, plus our upcoming March match betting guide with best bets for every game and round of the tournament. Remember, though, you must use promo code ANG. ANG like a number a numbers game, Gil. <laughs> Screw it up. <laughs> yeah, one job. Get your first year Visa Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Got all that horse racing stuff in there? You good? I mean, not yet, but <laughs> full-time job. I've isolated the races. You <laughs> should do one show where it's like consecutive horse racing segments and just constant picks, and you will be gone for the next 90 <laughs> minutes. You're like, where's Kelly? He's still working on the horse racing picks. Jason Weingarten, I don't think he bets horses beyond the Triple Crown he, or the Breeders' Cup. Maybe, maybe he does. I don't know. He joins us now from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. You can follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. What's happening, Jason? No, I don't bet horses because a long time ago I realized that I could take all the money I was betting losing horses and literally spend it on anything else <laughs> and, and get yes. more enjoyment out of life yes. than a sport that I don't like for, you know, even a minute. So <laughs> for yeah, even I've, a I've minute. been like 10 years recovered from horse racing. I hate horse racing. Like literally I was I was spending money on horse racing 
And then I'd realize I can go out, eat at our sushi restaurant in LA. Yep. You know, one of the best restaurants in town multiple times a week, have a very wonderful lunch and enjoy myself for the money I was wasting on something I had literally no interest in. Yeah. Horse racing is not a leak. It's a spigot. It's like just a complete waterfall of just of losses. The the only like American Pharaoh remains my only triple. Like I had him for the triple. Had it, had that horse for the triple crown. That is like my only thing ever. I, I don't even like. I'm sure I know I've hit on some of those races. I don't I even remember one time, Gil, where I'm oh. like, where there's a race I could tell you about because obviously the winnings didn't register that that big. I nip. That's the only time I think I ever won on that. I'm, I'm with Jason on that. Um, I can't wait till they turn uh, Santa Anita into a sports book or something. Get rid of it. It's the, the it's just such an eyesore at this point. But anyways, but, but anyway, that's enough horse race. Horse we, racing. We digress. Um. When you were on the other day, you talked about your Pete Alonso bet. For those who missed that, you got Pete Alonso to have the most home runs in Major League Baseball, and you bet it multiple times, correct? Yes, eight, eight, nine, and ten to one, just because you know different numbers, different places. Gotcha. Okay. Have you added anything similar to that, or anything else in baseball since then? Not much. Um, so I keep, I keep telling people. You know, it's March 1st. Last time I was on was still February. <laughs> yes. Don't have all the answers the first well, week of March. You, unfortunately. sir, you're Mr. Baseball. We require these uh, but things it's, from But you, you got to, you know, it's 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 a long season. And I know this from years yeah. past. Can't just do it all on March 1st. You know, it's, okay. it's so early. It's it's There's plenty of time to, Let's talk to about jump that. into a lot of the stuff. Let's talk about that, because I, I briefly alluded to it the other day where I was like, we, we used to bet a lot of season win totals. You ratcheted that back here in, in recent years. The other thing we talked about was you would oftentimes look down at your, for, for lack of a better term, what people call their portfolio of bets now. And you would say like, wow, I've got like this many pre-flop from before this season. I got this many in season. Have you come to any determination or, or is it just random? What works out better for you? You know, I think everything always has to be contextualized by year as opposed to, you yeah. know, blanket blanket statements on this is a way to do things because every year plays out differently. You have years where a favorite runs away with an award and never really gives up the lead. And you have years where like Bryce Harper wins the MVP and no one was even talking about him until after the all-star break or uh, Robbie Ray coming off the pace at a hundred to one. It, it happens. It's uh you know, it, it just has to be taken in context with, with the season. So yeah. you know, this year, obviously the, the narrative is the Dodgers and all the attention is being paid to the Dodgers. It doesn't mean you have to find value somewhere else necessarily, but I'm willing to let the season start and let the, some things play out, which by the way, did you notice there's this very weird quirk this season where the, uh, where the Dodgers and the Padres are going to South Korea on March 21st, I think, playing a three-game series in South Korea. Then they come back and play another week of spring training. Yeah. Dude, is that I, the stupidest thing you've ever heard? It is rather yes. stupid. But there was something similar with the A's and, and the Mariners, I want to say, a few years back. When they back. went to Japan a couple yeah. years ago, right? Yeah, they did that. But it wasn't a week before the season, but I don't so think. So who plays? Who's going to be playing in these spring training games when they come back from a regular season game? I, I, I can't understand... You know, I'm sure there'll be some interesting betting stuff with spring training here, but I can't comprehend what what players are going to be playing in meaningless games once the season's actually started. 
Let me let me let me so hark- weird to me. Yeah, it is. It's very odd. that is a very odd quirk to it. Let, let me harken back to something from last year. Were you? A, I can't remember. Refresh my memory. Were you a Spencer Strider guy in NL Cy Young? No, I'm I'm like the most uh, anti Spencer Strider guy in existence. Oh, um, so even <laughs> on, uh, it got it got to the point base winner was was like you know giving me all the stats on Strider, and finally I was like you know. Maybe I have to reconsider my Strider position because I said it's not like he's Randy Johnson. And then base winner broke it down. And he's like, well, actually, he is. He is Randy, like Randy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, well, sometimes I'm just wrong on a player and Strider might be one of those guys. Well, so maybe he's the right person to ask this, but I'll ask this of you because I think it, it does again on, on, you know, with the context of all, all of us holding two thoughts in our heads at the same time. It, looking back on last year, Strider was this just advanced analytics awesome player and that doesn't mean it's going to manifest in a given calendar year right that's the thing blake snell was the opposite blake snell i would argue was the most um just the fact that what what was the stat like he had this historical difference between his like his walk rate and his k relate it was just unbelievable i can't remember exactly what it was but in other words he bucked advanced analytics while striders didn't manifest and so i was just curious you know because a lot of people are going to be like ah it's a bunch of bugs now you know how people are but the, the truth of the matter is that more often than not, those things will manifest. It just didn't happen to last year. So do you look at a guy like Strider before the season even starts and consider, you know, bets on him? But you already said you're not you're not really a Strider guy to begin with. Not not only am I not a Strider guy and I'm, I'm very stubborn and I, I rarely change my opinions on anything baseball or otherwise, um, I, I don't. Uh, I don't love his numbers. And that's the thing with a lot of guys this year that, that like, you know, I would normally bet like Kyle Tucker for AL MVP. He's like 15 to one. I was betting 40 to one. I was yeah, betting I 50 that. to one the last couple of years. Yeah. It, it's a common theme in futures betting that you're always going to be early on a guy that you like, but then the number adjusts and you still might like the guy, but it doesn't necessarily mean there's value there. You know, I, I don't think I'm going to lock up money on Kyle Tucker at 15 to one before the season, even though I think he's probably one of the top five, 10 players in the American league. Um, so yeah, like a strider at five to one for uh, NL Cy Young. I just can't do it. Can't oh, even, I remember can't think. the Snell thing while you were talking, I was like 13.3% walk rate and an 86.7% strand rate is just a Houdini act. Like, that's just yeah. incredible. And I think it was only John Candelaria from the Buckos in the 70s one year had a higher strand rate. Than, it's just incredible what he did. Uh, okay, anything else you're betting this weekend, sir? Still uh, still pretty slow for me right now. Uh, don't don't even have a ton of golf this weekend. Um, you know, mostly just, just getting ready for baseball still, cleaning uh, cleaning my office. You know, my, uh, my other activities outside of baseball. Yeah. Um, People know to call me when they find good things and got, got to buy good things, you know, collectibles and whatnot. Um, there was a TV writer, actually a pretty famous dude. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, selling a collection of collectibles from shows and stuff he'd collected oh, and worked on. Wow. Um, I ended up getting a collection of vintage uh, Hot Wheels red lines from like 1969. They're like mint, mint. mint. You know, like mint. I don't normally, I, I don't like buy these normally, but I do know good stuff when I see it. So I spent decent amount of money on it it's gonna 
easily probably sell for five thousand, six thousand dollars when I get through going through them. But I got like twenty of them right now. So if you you like Hot Wheels red lines, I got I got the good stuff. <laughs> He's That's got awesome. the good stuff. Um, yeah, Joe Jason is a collectibles guy as well. Um, there's a reason. He's yeah, you see all the stuff behind me. Yeah. Some of that stuff came from other viewers, and you know that 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 skull behind me is from T Bone. Oh, of, T Bone uh, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, were you part of this? Now I know you and I, and you especially, uh, we uh, you you know some NFT billionaires in your life. Um, I've had dinner with you guys a few times. Were, were you part of this little Bitcoin surge here this last week or so? So one of the nice things I'll say, um, you know, I, I did the bet online show last year. I'm not going to be doing it again this year. But um, one of the great things is that they paid me in Bitcoin and I never spend any of the money they give me. So um, all the Bitcoin I get paid from offshore books just kind of sits in a wallet. And one day um, I'm never going to have to work again. So um, that gives me ample time to be on shows like this and to talk about baseball on Twitter all day. So thank you, Bet Online. I'm, uh, oh, wait, no, it wasn't Bet Online. It was the other one. What's it? Uh, bet? Yeah. I don't even remember. Jason, bet gotta US. run. Wish them on gotta Bitcoin. Next. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Uh, Jamie Samuel, I uh, sent you tweets before, played at JMU when your friend was at UVA. Oh, okay. Players often used to call six love. The curse of the bagel. Yes, I know about this. Because often you don't know whether you're playing well or he just is playing terribly. The second set often is a life preserver for him. There's a bit of a superstition about that in tennis. Better to breadstick someone than to bagel them. You familiar with that one, Kelly? Better to let them have a game than to just bagel them because bad things are sure to ensue. Mm, okay. Uh, this one is from Commands Pop Pop. Oh, he's not happy. 
Gil, I want to share with you an infuriating situation with Caesars this morning. I had a significant wager on Bublik plus two and a half games against Rublev. Scoreline was 6-7-7-6-6-5 when Rublev retired. He goes on to say, I know this is where, where it's going. He goes, seeing where I was in a no-lose situation with the two and a half games, do house rules still apply? I tried to explain that to the employee on chat, but only oh, got disconnected. Man. Thanks for the input. Love the show. I think they do. And that is, that's a brutal quirk to a brutal, I mean, that's two levels of brutality. Yeah. Because you won. You can't win. You can't lose, rather. Can't lose. You can't won. Lose. You, you won. won. Duh, it's tough. You won everything except for the, if, except for the match just being called final. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I love him like a brother. He is an expert in so many things in life, including weight loss, which has to uh, has some nice tie-in to our weight loss challenge going on between JVT and Dustin Sweetelson here at the network. Uh, he's also the uh, the in-house financial uh, guru of a numbers game, and you know him from the from the Megapod, the star of the Beating the Book Megapod. It's Todd Wishnev, everybody, college basketball in-game maniac as well. How you doing, man? Hi, expert failure expert. I would say that's more more uh, <laughs> likely as far as weight loss. I'm definitely good at failing well, after succeeding. Let's talk about the weight loss. No human being on earth that I know. I didn't know Luther Vandross personally, but no human being I know <clears throat> has lost 100 pounds and gained it back more than you, which obviously you know is not a good thing. But I'm just saying you have some experience in this department. What advice would you give? To JVT, who, who weighed in at 300 pounds, Dustin Sweetelson, who weighed in at 375. They are doing it as a percentage of weight. There you see it on your screen, 300.7 versus 376.1. Any words of advice from the expert himself? I mean, they have to just eat less, and the way to eat less is eat protein and, you know, um, eat at certain times and stuff like that. But, you know, it. I mean... It's not rocket science how to lose weight. The problem is once you lose it, it's very difficult to keep it off. Only 2% of people who lose a significant amount of weight ever keep it off. And that's because your body is fighting against you to go back to fat, along with all your psychological deficiencies for why you got in trouble in the first place. <laughs> He's getting into a different category. Times matter. Last thing on this, you said times of day matter to you? I mean, for me, it was always I used to have to make rules because otherwise I'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to have my calories earlier. You know what I mean? If I didn't, you know, stick to it, adhere to really, really strict rules of what time I could eat, I would have used up all my calories too early in the day. OK, uh, let's get into Bitcoin. A couple weeks ago, I'm on vacation. I get a text from Todd. Um, by the way, Fezzik just uh, reminded you, uh, get your uh, brackets in <laughs> before the tournament this year. That's a whole other story with Todd, where he almost yeah, left $35,000 on the table at DraftKings contest last year. Um, okay. And he will be, along with Will Hill, on the, uh, the Megapod, the Beating the Book Megapod March Madness show. Bitcoin, you sent me a text, and I want to just let's start at the beginning and explain this to us like we're two year olds. Bitcoin is at $61,400 plus as we speak right now. Uh, but you sent me a text a couple weeks ago where you said, hey, this is going on. It's about to spike, and here's why. And this is a great lesson in supply and demand. It's a great lesson in believing something macro, but also being able to exploit it as well, even though you may not believe in the underpinnings of something. Can you explain what your text was about when you did two weeks ago? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get into the whole debate between the Bitcoin is a complete scam and the other people are Bitcoin is my religion because of the sound money and blah, 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 Correct. Blah, blah, blah. Correct. You can go on and on with the debate all you want. I'm not interested in what you have to say, nor am I interested in your opinion, or am I interested in any of that? It doesn't matter who's right about that. What all I'm saying now is we're in kind of what I would call the... Um, do you remember the um, the dating, the cyber dating thing? Remember when 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 dating first started on the internet and people were like, "Oh, that's creepy!" You're going to date on the internet? What are you crazy? I remember it when it was like insane to think you could go online on a dating site to date someone. Now that's all how anybody meets anybody, right? They all meet on the dating sites, right? But at, in the beginning, it was considered crazy and creepy. Okay. Now, we go over here to Bitcoin. Bitcoin, whether you believe in all the religion of Bitcoin or you think it's a complete scam of Bitcoin, that doesn't matter. What, what all I'm saying now is ETFs are here. What an ETF is an exchange-traded fund. It changes people's ability to get exposed to Bitcoin from going through this entire hassle with exchanges that might be fraudulent, with all how you're going to store it, all kind of nonsense that you had to do. Now, you don't have to worry about that at all. You just go on your Fidelity account or you go on your, your Schwab account and you click ETF buy. Bingo. Now you're exposed to Bitcoin. That is a sea change in the world, okay? Because now it is going to allow the regular person to be invested in Bitcoin. And because these Wall Street ETFs are out there, it now takes the risk of Bitcoin going to zero way, way down. Because now the people who own the politicians will not allow that. When I say the people who own the politicians, Wall Street, I'm sure they own plenty of senators. Okay, and they're not going to allow Bitcoin to go to zero when they knew have the new BlackRock okay. ETF and the new Fidelity ETF and all the other nonsense. Let me just inter now you're go go let me just interject. But besides the politics part of that or whatever sidebar that is, explain again these funds now have exposure to Bitcoin. Okay. So now you have ETFs out there. What an ETF is, you can go research that on your own. The point is the ETFs are designed to to uh, mimic the Bitcoin market, which means they have to buy Bitcoin if you buy them. So every day now, for this started about two months ago, and most recently in the last you know couple of weeks, the ETFs are buying 9,000 Bitcoin a day, and only 900 new Bitcoin are being created from the mining every day. Bitcoin is a finite asset. If all the registered investment advisors in the world who run $8 trillion decide to put 2% of their clients' money in, the Bitcoin market will not be able to handle it. It's not big enough. The price will have to rise. There's just not enough going on around. And in two months, you have something called the halving, and you can go research what that means. Is The bottom line is it becomes double as hard to mine a Bitcoin in two months as it is now. So you're going to see now these this huge run-up. This is my hypothesis. doesn't mean I'm right. You're probably going to see a huge run-up now in Bitcoin. And by the way, no one's even talking about it. Kelly just said to me, oh, I didn't even realize Bitcoin went up, right? Yeah. Regular people aren't even talking about this yet. Once this gets to 100,000 or whatever, and it's on the cover of whatever, and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are talking about it every day, 
who knows where this thing can go, especially because now the ease of getting in with ETFs is so different than anything ever happened. And every time somebody clicks that ETF button, that ETF, exchange traded fund, has to go out and buy more Bitcoin. But there's not enough Bitcoin to go around. 70% of it has not moved in three years. That's all the religious Bitcoiners saying, I'm keeping my Bitcoin until forever and you can pry it out of my dead hands. Wait, now, Todd, is there the ease of getting out of it now, though? Because that was the one that was always the, yes. my concern yes. before. If you're, buying, yep. hell, if you're buying an ETF, it, it, it trades like a stock. Yeah. So I bought some yesterday. You can buy it. You can trade it. You so, don't even have to, you know, play it. So the the art, in other words, the macro of this is regardless of of where you fall on the religion of this, the point it's just a supply and demand thing. Todd saw this two weeks ago. By the way, it's gone nothing but up since then. He was all over it, and it, I he made me a lot of money because the for me the the lock was when Todd said, you know what, I'm not going to get involved. And Todd Wishnev is five bajillion and oh lifetime when he has a prediction but doesn't get involved. Well, I that finally right? have. So finally yesterday. Oh, I'll probably go right. down now. It'll probably go down now. <laughs> but anyway, I but hope the, the, the tie-in is that sports betters, there's there's a bleed over into this kind of thing. And so we wanted to sort of explain it to folks because there's been a lot of buzz online about it. And so Todd, as always, does a great job of explaining everything. Last thing, 10 seconds. UConn is the team to beat in college basketball, yes or no? I mean, I hope so. Last year I had him 22 to 1. This year I have him 11 to 1. Those are the only, the only futures that I bet. So I hope so. Okay. Todd, thank you for the explanation, man. That, that's great. I appreciate that. Okay. I mean, obviously, I didn't do a, You could explain a lot more on this, but go do your own research. You know, there's the pros and the cons out there. We the got, point is, Todd, we got to go. Online dating. Right. Yeah. Remember, online dating was for weirdos. Bye, Todd. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.